0: JDS versus The Black Beast Fight Prediction dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com Listen to me on Anchor.fm and of course subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006 Dos Santos, 20 wins, 5 losses. Of those 20 wins, 14 by KO TKO, 1 by sub, 5 by decision. Of his 5 losses, 3 are via KOTKO, 1 by sub, 1 by decision. Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis, 21 and 6. Of those 21 wins, 18 are by KO TKO, 1 by sub, 2 by decision. 6 losses, 3 are by KO, TKO. 1 by sub, 2 by decision. Currently the odds set: Dos Santos minus 200. Lewis plus 185. That's a straight line. Will go, won't go. 5 full rounds. It's a main event. Won't go minus 270. Will go plus 210. Fight is a draw. 9,000. To one. Lewis wins inside the distance plus two hundred five. Santos wins inside the distance plus one thirty. Santos wins by a decision plus two hundred sixty. Lewis wins by a decision plus fourteen ten. On paper, Junior has an advantage in almost every single area. I've said this many times about Derek, he is fun to watch, but if we're being truthful, and I generally like to be truthful with you guys, he's not very skilled. I've said this before, and that doesn't take away from the entertainment value, I'm just saying, he's not a very skilled fighter. If you compare the two fighters, it's really no comparison, Junior is far more skilled in almost every aspect of the game than the black beast is but fights don't play out on paper so we got to break this thing down the big problem that you see with junior currently is he is on a slide i don't think he's going to improve at this stage of his career so it's really a question about how far how fast does the decline happen the same thing when you're looking at the black beast you know who he really reminds me of roy nelson this was another guy a less talented roy roy nelson a lot of people don't realize that Roy had really good jujitsu and had uh, decent enough wrestling. I don't. wouldn't call him a wrestler, but he can get people down. And if you guys have watched his career in Bellator, you've noticed that that's what he's tried to do now. Go more towards the wrestling. But Derek reminds me of a lesser talented Roy Nelson, and he's going down that exact path. And by that exact path, I mean... Roy was a guy who was exciting to watch, not only for his ability to take a beating, but because he had the big right hand. He would stalk people. He would be losing every second of the fight and then boom, land a haymaker. This type of stuff. Derek does the exact same thing. But after a while, you started to realize that there wasn't much more behind that. And again, Roy had more tools. He just didn't use them. You had a guy who would take a beating And if he didn't land that punch, he would lose on the cards. Roy's durability was amazing. And even in Bellator, it still is. But at some point, you got to think the Black Beast's durability will start to go. And what happens? Well... As soon as that goes, basically your career is over because you've developed no skills. Like I said, he's not as skilled as Roy Nelson, so he can't go to the wrestling, he can't go to the jiu-jitsu. So if his durability goes, he's done. Because right now it's a case of, I'm just going to absorb everything that you can throw at me, and then I'm going to try to hit you with a haymaker, the left or right hand, and knock you out. It's great to watch, it's fun, but it makes for a short career. That's why it's a really impressive that Roy was able to do it for the majority of his career even into his 40s and still hold most of that durability that's unique that generally doesn't happen I don't see that for Derek as far as the durability standard goes I think at some point you're gonna see him starting to get starched and when that happens it's gonna be very difficult to fight a style of I'm gonna take everything that you can throw at me kitchen sink and all And then just wait for my opportunity to hit you because what's going to happen is as soon as he can't absorb everything as well as he used to, he's going to be dropped and stopped and that's the end. So you never get that dramatic comeback that you've seen in some of his fights. Now with that said, we have to look at this matchup here. Like I said, Derek isn't very talented. Everybody knows that he has a bad back. He also has a bad ground game. He also has bad cardio i mean there's a lot he also has bad technical striking if we're being honest his striking is not technical and it's not very good at all i mean it's powerful but it's not technical and if you guys have listened to this podcast at all follow me on social media or the forum for whatever two decades now whatever it is you guys know i'm a big fan of technique because when you get older Or when you get tired, these things suffer. So good technique is always important. And obviously, Derek isn't a fan of technique. The other thing he isn't a fan of is conditioning. Now, could that be because of the back? Yes. Could it be because he's just a lazy slob and doesn't like to train? Yes, it could be. Let's be honest here. You know he's going to come in at the the limit, 265 pounds or 265.5. You know he is. He always does. And not only that, you know that after the fight, if he wins or if he loses or whatever, he's going to say, oh, my cardio sucked. Oh, I need to work on this. I shouldn't even be taught. He's done it over and over again. It's okay in the beginning. But at some point, you got to show improvement for people to believe it. And at this point, you just got to think it's BS. Like, he can say what he wants to say. But until you see him show up in better shape or until you see his cardio improve during the fight... There's absolutely no reason, especially as a better for you to believe, believe anything when it comes to conditioning from Derek Lewis. What you can believe is what you've seen from your eyes and that is he's going to guess. And generally that happens in the very first round. So this leads back to the case of him absorbing a lot of strikes because most of the time the dude is too tired to even throw his hands. It speaks volumes about the type of power he has because a lot of times he's knocking these guys out when he's dead tired. So imagine if he actually put some work in and got some cardio going, how effective he would be with this type of strategy, this type of game plan, if you want to call it that, that he has decided to use in his UFC career. But he doesn't seem to be able to put that together for whatever reason. And all honesty, I don't really care because when you're talking about betting, all you can go off is what you see How they're going to fight, their tendencies, their weaknesses, their strengths. They can spit all the lip service they want about why it is this way or why it isn't that way. The fact of the matter is, a better, you just tone it out. It's what you see. You need results. You need to see the training footage. You need to see the actual improvements inside the octagon where it counts you need to be able to say hey i can point to this instance where he is improved in this area so you can believe it otherwise nah, hyperboil doesn't mean anything junior on paper has an advantage like i said pretty much everywhere he's a more technical striker i won't consider him a wrestler but he does have better takedowns than Derek. Far better on the ground. Even though I don't really consider him a ground fighter. He has better jujitsu Jitsu than, than Derek has. Um, durability right here is the big question mark. And not only that. But I've seen a thing in Junior that I think could be deadly in this fight. It could lose him the fight. He has a tendency now to back up straight into the cage. If you look at his last fight against uh, Tai Tai Avusa. To Avusa. He did the same thing. He'll go. Put himself back into the cage. And then he has no place to go. And this is where he takes a lot of damage. And Derek should follow that exact same game plan that Ty did. You need to press forward. You need to push Junior back to the cage. And then you need to drop hammers. Very, very simple. Can he do it? Of course he can do it. The issue is, can Derek get Junior out of there? Before he starts to guess. That's really it. Because on paper. Even now at this stage of the game. 35, 36 years old. Junior has better technical skills. His footwork is far better too. Derek has very, very slow feet. But Junior could get behind that jab. Stick and move. And cause all kinds of problems for Derek. If I'm in Junior Dos Santos corner. This is what I say. You stick that freaking jab in his face every second of every round, and you move. If you want to go for that finish, you want to set it up, all Junior has to do is throw body kicks. Notice I didn't say punches. Kicks. You want to keep the distance. Derek is a living, breathing, human punching bag who cannot take body shots. That's the other thing he's bad at. Body shots. We've seen him crippled over where it looks like he's going to shit his pants in the octagon from body shots. No joke. Junior, on paper, at 36, still has the advantage in almost every single area. If we're going down the checklist, he's checking all the boxes. The problem is he makes that one big flaw. And I question the durability now with Junior. Just a little bit there. And I'm afraid that he's going to back himself up into that cage, and allow Derek the one opportunity that he needs to land those punches. Now, Junior did take Ty's punches. I will say that. But maybe I'm in the minority. I never thought Ty was as big as puncher as people made him out to be. I thought you saw that in the Arlovsky fight. So I think if Derek hit him like Ty did, he's out. And for Most of that fight, it looked like Ty was going to get him out of there. So I think if that fight plays out remotely similar, Junior's not going to have the opportunity to stick and move and land those body kicks like we talked about. He's going to be knocked out. And that's the problem. So this is why you can see this fight going either way, which is crazy when you actually look at it on paper. And if you don't believe me, look at the lines That the books set originally. The first books. See here's another thing. I'm sure all you veterans know. So you can just plug your ears right now. Go get a cup of coffee or whatever. But for those of you who are kind of new to betting. Or haven't done it for a while. Haven't done it consistently. A lot of these books including in Vegas. Will wait for the one big bold book that has the balls to set the line. And then a lot of times they will wait after that and they will see where the money is going. And then they will, when they get a good idea of where the money is going, they will open their line. For instance, the Junior Dos Santos line, you could find Junior as low as minus 145 and Derek right around even money, 105. And then the money started shifting, and now see. Junior minus 200, Derek at plus 185. Well, that that was public money, the money from the public moved the line. So when you see other books that had opened their line, Lewis like plus 160, plus 170, Junior minus 180, whatever the case is, odds are they waited to see where the public money pushed the line, and then they opened their line that way, less risk. It's crazy. Back in the day, Vegas never used to do that. And I'm talking about online and Vegas. Back in the day, the Vegas bookies used to do their own. They set their own lines. When internet came along and internet betting and offshore books came along and became not even prevalent, but available. Even if it was, you know, Costa Rican books or whatever, and you had to send freaking money grams. They started waiting for online books to put their lines. I experienced this firsthand right in the infancy of this online betting stuff where you would go to a book and they would wait. As soon as you saw online come out, then Vegas Books would put them. They would copy them essentially. And then they got even smarter. Then they started waiting. So if an online book puts the line on Monday, they're waiting to Wednesday. Why? Because they're watching All of the freaking money flow so they can mitigate the risk. So they can say, this is the way the public's going. Because they don't have the skilled enough bookies over there, lines makers, to set the line. So they're afraid of getting their asses spanked. Now, could they do much better? Could they employ people like my my main man boy Joey Odessa? At MMA Odds, if you're on Twitter, of course they could. But they don't see a need to. Instead, they'll just copy everybody else's lines. So that's just a little tidbit there as far as, obviously, this is we talk about betting, boxing, MMA. And, you know, we break down the fights and everything. But that's an important thing to understand is there are a few books out there. And I'm not going to mention them. You guys can go do your own research. I don't promote any books online or even in Vegas. That's just not what I do. Um... I don't get paid to do it, so why would I do it? But there are books out there that are considered like the pioneers. They'll put the lines first. And if you know what you're doing, then you can sometimes absolutely hammer those books. And that's another issue. With online is that they have all your information there. Like in Vegas, if you're betting and they want you to use players cards and all this stuff that's to track you guys. Do you really need the the two free dollar You know, buffet, the $2 buffet, you don't. It's to track you. Online, you've got no option. Because you've got an account, an online account. They can see your bets. They can see your history. They can see your consistency. And what happens is they start to limit you. I don't care who you are. If you're good at this, they will limit you. They will limit you per fight. They will limit you uh, in the amount that you're able to bet. They will limit you in the amount that you're able to do on props. They will limit you on parlay. I mean, it just goes on and on and on because they don't like consistency. That's why I talk to you guys all the time about it's the consistency I look for. Hey, hitting those $10,000, $100,000, bet, million. yeah, it's great. But consistency, if you're good at this, you want to be consistent and winning more often than not and then, Banking that money and then doing whatever you're doing with your, you know, your bankroll management and all that stuff that we've talked about before. But that's just something to look at because now with the internet opening up more and sports betting being legal here and there, whatever the case you have, maybe you have more options locally or you have, you know, more options online depending on how your state deals with that. There may be, there may be better options out there as far as books goes, and sometimes. You want that book. You want to take advantage of that book that thinks they can beat you. Mano y mano, That whoever they have set in the line says, I know better than you. Because most of these books are copycats, if we're being honest. So, back to this. So, Lewis, the, the lines makers that originally opened this, thought the fight was closer than what the public has. And that's why you see the line shift. Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense when you're looking at it on paper. But when you're looking at it in the real world, it makes a ton of sense because like I said, there are real questions for me around Junior, around his durability, around his game planning. Can he stick to a stick and move type of game plan where he's going to wear the Black Beast down? Where he's going to land his punches, but really it's those body kicks and working on that cardio. You know, get him to crumple up. Get him to look like he's going to take a dump in the center of the octagon. Break him down. Get him where he's huffing and puffing. Just break him down round by round, minute by minute. Is he disciplined enough to do that? Is he disciplined enough defensively not to back himself up into the cage? Even if it's one time around, two times around, we know Lewis doesn't need a lot of opportunities. Even when he's dead tired, he's proven that. He doesn't need a large window. He just needs that window. So is Junior going to open that window at all? And if he is, how much and how long? Because... That's the worry if you're betting Junior. It's not that he's not the talented fighter, that he shouldn't win, that he hasn't faced the who's who's, that he isn't proven. All of that is fine. Check, 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 and check some more. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't face danger in this fight. And then you've got to look at the odds. When you're looking at this, if you're going, man, I can make a case for Derek. And then, of course, you can make a case for Junior, you know, all the things we talked about. But look at the line. Minus 200 versus plus 185. Most of the time when it's a 50-50 type fight and you can see this fight going either way and you're like, man, you can make a case for either guy. And we're just talking straight bets here. And, uh, you know, he can win this way and he can win that way. This is very tough. I'm not really sure. You would take the underdog. It just makes common sense you're gonna take a flyer in a 50 50 you want that line back you're not you're not gonna sit there and lay minus on a fight that you go man this guy could legitimately lose this like i'm not sold that this guy is gonna win let me lay minus 215 220 230 i mean some of these books have them up there at that range so if that was the case and you see it man this is 50 50 or 55 you know 45 whatever the case is if you think it's very very close then obviously you need to to take a close, close look at Derrick Lewis as the underdog. Here's the thing when it comes to that. I don't think you should take him straight unless like your book is offering nothing. No props, no over unders If you have just a shitty book and you only have Derrick Lewis straight and you've capped it, and you saw it as a very close fight, or you even favor Derek, then obviously you don't have any options, and you need to look for a better book, to be honest with you. But then you got to take Derek straight. Personally, if you're asking me, how does Derek win? He's got to win inside, and I'll go a step further than that. If your book offers Lewis wins by TKO, It's a little bit higher than the inside. It opened even higher at plus 270, but people are smart and they're starting to throw a little coin on it. And it's down to plus 220. Lewis wins inside opened higher, of course, right around 250 and it's currently 205. So you can see there is a bit of a difference there. It's not a huge difference. You're talking probably 15 to 20 points difference. But this is one of those rare cases where I just don't see Lewis winning Inside the distance with any type of submission or anything like that. If he's going to win, he's going to pound him out. So this would be a case where I think you could take the extra risk, if you want to call it that, and take Lewis wins by TKO slash KO if your book has it. If they don't have it, then the next thing you would look at is the Lewis wins inside, which, again, is still over 2-1. to You could be saying, well, Lewis, you know, wins straights only plus 185. Again, you're talking about... You know, 10, 20 points there. Again, I really just don't see this as a case of like the Enganu fight where Derek is somehow going to, you know, face Dos Santos who throws no punches and that just that weird situation that happened with Francis. I don't see that happening. And I think if it did go five rounds, Junior has a far, far better chance of winning on the cards than Derek Everett would simply because he's got the jab. He's got the movement. He's got the kicks that he would be able to easily outbox Derek if he still had enough left in the tank and enough between the ears to do it. Personally, that's why I said stick and move and throw the body kicks. Listen, if you get the stoppage, which would probably happen, even if it was three, four, five, great. If not. You would still be out of danger, racking up the points. The fight would probably be fifty to forty-five. In all honesty, if he if he wasn't able to stop Derek, or just didn't put his foot on the gas and go the extra mile, if he's just pot-shotting a move, move, kick, you know, jab in the face, jab in the face, and Derek is doing his best Roy Nelson impression, just eating it left and right, walking forward and swinging and hitting air. Definitely, definitely favors Junior. The question is, can Junior do it? Will he he do it? And that first round is super-duper dangerous. If you're looking at Junior Dos Santos, you should have got him early. That's the first thing, but we can't go back in time. His straight line was much better early, and the public has moved it in favor of Junior, which I totally understand because... If you're not looking deep into this, on paper, it really does look like a mismatch. And I would agree with that. 1,000% it looks like a mismatch on paper. The problem is they actually have to fight the fight. So if you're looking at this fight, I already made a case how you could make a, a good um, uh, analysis for Junior winning on the cards. Is that likely? Eh, it's it's possible. I won't say that it's going to happen, but you could definitely make a case for it more than you could Lewis. You can definitely see that Junior brings those tools to the table, and that wouldn't be a shock to me. And I think that says a little bit if you look at the over-under. 5-4, and the under's only minus 270. A lot of times that would be very, very high. We're talking like 500, 650, 550, somewhere around there, and you're only looking at minus 270. So it did open a little bit higher at minus 305. So you can see, even still there, I mean it's it's not super duper high, would you normally think of guys like Junior and the Black Beast going at it? You would automatically think, man, somebody is getting knocked out. The books say, eh, yeah, probably somebody's getting knocked out, but and I think that but is for Junior Dos Santos using the stick and move option that we spoke about earlier. Of course. Junior could stop him. And like I said, I made a case for that in the exact same scenario I did for him winning a decision. The game plan to me doesn't change. It's stick and move and kick his ass to the body. Now, could that lead to a stoppage? Of course it could. We already met. We've seen. If you guys have not watched Derek Lewis, go back and watch him. Don't look at his exciting come from behind. Look at the way it takes abuse. Look at the weaknesses in that body. Look at the times where it looks like the guy is literally going to die of a heart attack inside the octagon because he can't get any air in his lungs. Certainly, you could never count out Junior to stop him if you think Junior can win the fight. So in my opinion, if you're looking at that, the Junior Dos Santos straight is much more of a valid bet than Derek Lewis straight. So, Junior, I believe, can win either way. Which, I would still give him the advantage to win inside if he's going to win. And, in my opinion, Derek can only win inside the distance. Specifically, KO, TKO. I don't expect him to sub Junior Dos Santos. Now, final thing I will say about this. This fight is Junior Dos Santos to lose. It really is. The issue here. Is that he could actually lose it. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow baby. Fight Junkie out.